It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Kings fall flat against the Predators. We'll tell you what went wrong. Plus, it's a Kings fan feedback Friday on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love for you to leave us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts if you're a fan of the show. And we're on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked On LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show. That's been putting out content for the past 17 years and a passionate L.A. Kings fan for over 30 years. In a big game in the Western Conference playoff race, the Kings lost at home to the Nashville Predators 4-1. to If you missed the game, and you may have since it was an exclusive ESPN Plus game, uh, we've got a very quick recap for you. Kings would fall behind 1-0, but were able to tie it up on a Kevin Fiala power play goal, a two-man advantage. For the Kings, Fiala snapping off a wrist shot into the top corner of the net. His 15th goal of the season, Andre Kopitar and Adrian Kempe would get the assist. Nashville would reclaim the lead with the lone goal of the second period. And then in the third, the Predators would put in a pair of empty net goals to finish off the scoring at 4-1. Obviously, the game was a lot closer than that final score would indicate. David Riddick took the loss. He allowed two goals on 19 shots. Let's check out the game stats in this one. Uh, the Kings obviously losing four to one shots on goal favored LA 28 to 21 power play one for three for LA 0 for three for Nashville faceoffs one that favored the Kings 31 to 24 block shots favored the Predators 18 to 12 and the hits a slight advantage to Nashville 18 to 17. This game reminded me of one of those games during the dark times under Tom McClellan when we were in that bad stretch where the Kings weren't terrible, but I mean, I thought the effort was there, but the execution definitely was not. Um, it wasn't like the Kings didn't have their chances. They did. Alex LaFerriere, Quentin Byfield, Trevor Lewis twice all had break-ins on net and some quality chances to score, and they all failed. Uh, Arthur Cowley of late had a two-on-one to try and tie it up before the internet goals and could not convert. Uh, Blake Lazat, though, was the big addition to the lineup in the game against Nashville. Uh, his first game since January the 15th, he played 11 minutes and 34 seconds, played on the wing on the third line, didn't have a point, and was a minus one. Hard to judge him too harshly in his first game back and maybe playing out of position, um, but not a lot going on for Blake Lazat in this game, and frankly, not a lot going on for most of his teammates in this game as well. Um, again, they did have some chances. And I don't think they necessarily played a terrible game, but they also didn't. There was not a lot of uh, positive things that happened in this game. Uh, head coach Jim Hiller was asked about his thoughts afterwards, and he said, give them credit. They made it difficult. They really checked us, and that wasn't a surprise. Strong team, so they did a really nice job. So your execution has to be even a little bit better when you're playing a team that checks you that well, and ours wasn't. 
that made it doubly hard for us to get through that. Again, that was King's interim head coach, Jim Hiller. As far as the pluses and minuses from this game, um, well, the pluses, I guess the Kings did win the special teams battle. Uh, the number one ranked power play in the NHL killed off all four Nashville power plays, and the Kings' lone goal did come on a power play, again, a two-man advantage, so special teams were better for the Kings, but uh, minuses, I got to say goaltending, and if you've watched or listened to this show for any length of time, you know I'm pretty pretty generous when it comes to goaltending. I think it's an incredibly difficult position, and I give those guys a lot of slack. That said, I thought David Riddick maybe had his worst game as a king, and that sounds funny to say because he only allowed two goals, and frankly, two goals should be enough to keep you in the game, and the Kings were in the game for most of it, Um, but I thought both the goals he allowed were bad goals. The first one, he looked like he was wearing cement shoes. He just couldn't move or didn't move from his right to his left, made a half-hearted effort at a poke check with his stick, uh, and it still almost caught a break when the Predators player shot it kind of back into him. He reached out with his glove, was able to get a piece of it, but it went off his glove and into the net. Uh, The second goal was a lot worse. Uh, A shot from a terrible angle along the goal line in the corner went into Riddich's feet. Instead of dropping down to cover the puck, he stayed on his feet, but he had no clue where the puck was, and he was just kind of standing there helpless as one of the Predators uh, batted the puck in that was sitting in the crease. Uh, obviously, again, not one of his better games. If I'm Jim Hiller, I'm going to start Cam Talbot against Anaheim on Saturday, and if he fares well, I'm going to start him against Edmonton on Monday. There are back-to-back, back-to-back back games coming up for the Kings. Edmonton Monday, then Calgary on Tuesday. So um, you're going to have your you know your goaltenders split those two games. But um, I did not like the game that David Riddick had again. If I'm Jim Hiller coming off the back-to-back wins for Cam Talbot, he starts in Anaheim, and if he plays well, I'm giving him the start against the Oilers. Uh, Also a minus one goal. I mean, again, David Riddich only gave up two, and they weren't good, a good two, but you got to score more than one goal. You're not going to win many games in today's NHL by only getting one goal. And it wasn't like Nashville goaltender Yuzi Saros was out of this world. He was solid. He made the saves he needed to make, but he wasn't. Uh, it wasn't like he was robbing Kings players right and left. And again, Kings players had their chances. They didn't finish. Uh, checking in on the Pacific Division standings and the Western Conference playoff race after that loss, uh, we're going to start with Vegas in second place in the Pacific, 70 points. They did not uh, pick up a win on Thursday night. They lost to the Toronto Maple Leafs 5-2. to two. The Edmonton Oilers did not play, so they're still at 68 points, and the LA Kings did not win, so they're still at 66 points. So no change as far as the uh, second, third, and fourth spots in the Pacific Division. The Kings do not gain any ground, and uh, the teams in front of them do not distance themselves from the Kings, so LA is still two points back of Edmonton for that third spot in the Pacific. But both the wildcard teams chasing the Kings did gain ground. Obviously, Nashville with the head-to-head victory. And the St. Louis Blues shut off the New York Islanders 4 to nothing. So both St. Louis and Nashville have 62 points. They are both four points back of L.A. in the wildcard chase. Looks like it's three teams battling for two spots. Uh, the Kings do have an, a little bit of an advantage with games in hand. But again, uh, both St. Louis and Nashville gaining ground. Um, for the Kings, uh, nothing has changed as far as their playoff positioning at this point. They're still the number one wildcard team in the West and they would still face the Dallas Stars in the first round. 
Um, so a chance for the Kings, if they would have won, to have gained ground on Edmonton, pull even points with them, but that didn't happen. Uh, so things get a little bit tighter in the Western Conference playoff race. So that was a recap of the disappointing loss against the Nashville Predators. Time for the Kings to bounce back at home against the Ducks on Saturday. We've got your emails on a Kings fan feedback Friday. We'll get to that next year on Lockdown LA Kings, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with your candidates faster and indeed doesn't just help you hire faster 93 percent of employees agree indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to recent Indeed surveys. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your job more visibility at Indeed.com slash locked on. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash locked on terms and conditions apply need to hire then you need indeed and you know on this show you get a lot of in-depth analysis and sometimes a few hot takes well let me give you my hottest take of the day the best lineup in la right now is the lineup of auto loans at logics they start off at the top with my favorites the proven and dependable new and used vehicle loans you can count on these guys to give you low rates and save you big time bucks up next they've got the exciting new rookie sensation in their electric vehicle loans with super low rates and flexible payment terms rounding out the lineup they've got their auto refinancing loans and lease buyout loans with these guys you can lower your monthly payments and get on the road to owning your car faster look i know that's a hot take but seriously no one can beat the lineup at logics visit your local logics branch right here in la and the surrounding areas and let one of their amazing team members help you or just apply online in minutes at logicsbanking.com forward slash car that's logics l-o-g-i-x banking.com forward slash car all right it is a king's fan feedback friday so let's get to your emails i'm going to read these emails in the order in which they were received and some may have been edited a bit for time reasons our first email comes from david he is in la habra and he says every dayer and first time emailer fan since 1978 he says i am by no means an expert of the game but I, what I do in my beer league could hardly be called playing hockey. Nevertheless, a few takes while watching the Bruins game. Uh, leaving players alone in front of your goal and allowing players to skate down the middle will kill you. Please figure it out. PLD, before the All-Star break, looked like a player who didn't want the puck. He seemed to skate away from play. Now he looks like he wants the puck, and good things are happening. Lastly, great recovery by Clarkey. Uh, best way for redemption is to bury the puck in the net, especially for an OT game winner. So some thoughts on the win over the Bruins from David in La Habra. And uh, yeah, um, it is. I also play beer league hockey and uh, you are right that nothing we do on the ice compares to anything that these, these actual players do. Um, you get a little bit of an idea for some of it. It helps you out to understand the game, but uh, it's like comparing slow pitch softball to, 
you know, Major League Baseball. It's just a little bit different. Uh, our next email comes from Mort in Oregon. He says, what a week. Uh, it's been a season of highs and lows, and hopefully these Kings can stay hot and roll into the playoffs on a heater. They probably weren't as good as their start, and we all knew they weren't as bad as the weeks leading up to the All-Star break. Love the new line combinations and defensive pairings. They have created a spark. QB and PLD look great together, and hopefully they can keep building on that chemistry and hush up the haters. Hopefully Arvidsson will be okay and the Kings can stay healthy. The Kings have one of the friendliest strengths of schedule heading down the stretch. Getting hot at the right time is one of the keys to playoff success in any sport. LFG, which I believe means let's freaking go. Uh, thanks for all that you do. As always, go Kings go. And that was from Mort uh, in Oregon. Well, you're definitely right about that, Mort. Um, you know, there are a lot of factors to winning the Stanley Cup. That said, uh, you, you, and if there was a way to, uh, to do this and every team would try to do it, but it is, you're right. It's about playing the right way at the right time and being healthy at the right time as well. So hopefully Victor Arvidsson will be ready to go for the playoffs. Hopefully the Kings will be playing some of their better hockey of the season going into the playoffs. Timing, uh, going into the playoffs is obviously a, a big factor on postseason success. This is from Mike in Reno. He says, every year it seems teams get excited about the possibility of wheeling and dealing depending on their playoff potential. With the Kings' limited cap space, I really don't want and don't trust Rob Blake to uh, with a, don't trust Rob Blake with the keys to the safe. I hope ownership feels the same way. I keep hearing about a possible trade uh, so they can go after an upgrade and net. Personally, I didn't like it last year when they threw Copley to the curb in favor of Corpusalo, especially after Copley saved their season and Corpusalo literally was not at all an upgrade in the playoffs. If we can get both Talbot and Riddick playing well before the deadline, I think we should stay pat and not do something stupid. I've heard crazy trades that include first-round draft picks, Kaliev, Turcotte, Spence, Lazat, Portillo, Grunstrom, and even Kempe. I don't think the Kings should go for broke and trade major pieces. If we make the playoffs, I'd like to see Hiller work with what he has currently on the Kings and in Ontario. I like the team's chemistry and personality right now, and I think most of the moves I've heard being discussed with the limited cap space would hurt us more than help us. Hiller is far more creative than T-Mac ever was, and let's let him sort things out with the current personnel. And again, that was from Mike in Reno. It does bring up a very interesting topic, and you said you didn't trust Rob Blake with the keys to the safe. Yeah, uh, it's, it's you know, look, if you don't have faith in Rob Blake, then he should have left the, left out the door when Todd McClellan did. So the fact that he's still here tells me that for the moment, the organization still has confidence in Rob Blake, and they are still going to allow him, obviously, to dictate the future and specifically the near future of the LA Kings and what their roster is going to look like next season and down the road. Now, again, if things don't go well, if the Kings don't, you know, make the playoffs, he's definitely gone. I think if they go to the get in the playoffs and look terrible, I could definitely see a GM change. Um, if the Kings get in the playoffs and I think Victor Arvidsson's status certainly has something to do with it as well. If they play a great first round and maybe they lose in seven, then maybe they they continue the course. But I, I think, like I said, he's not a lame duck GM, but there's he you know he's got one year left on his contract because he got tied to Todd McClellan when he got the extension. Um, so there's one year left on the contract, but that you know if, if it doesn't go well, I definitely see Rob Blake being gone but like i said if they don't have confidence in him 
then they had to make that move already and they didn't. So that tells me the organization still has faith in him to be able to do the right things. Uh, and this from Mike in Carson City says, I couldn't find my email I sent you from last year when everyone was bashing Byfield and saying we should trade him or why didn't we draft Stutzla instead? And I said, quote, mark my words, Byfield will be a star sooner than later, end quote. That incredible goal he scored looked like something only Connor McDavid or Nathan McKinnon could pull off. I replayed it at least a dozen times. He has by He's been by far the most consistent king this year. And let's finally put the bust crap to rest. He is now the best player from the 2020 draft, period. Stutzla has more points with 53, um, but is a minus four. Uh, the number one pick, Laferriere, I'm sorry, <laughs> Lafreniere uh, has only 33 points. He's a minus eight. Byfield has fewer points than Stutzla at 53 to 42, but has four more goals in and is a plus 18. He's also five inches taller, 20 to 30 pounds heavier, a faster skater than both as well, and also being 10 to or eight to 10 months younger. Plus his hustle, forward checking, puck stealing, winning puck battles. Uh, he's off the charts uh, on the stats compared to those guys. Like Blake said when he drafted him, Byfield is a unicorn when it comes to his size, speed, and skill package. The future after Kopitar looks very bright, especially if we can keep Dubois engaged like he's been under the new coach. You talked about trading Roy for a goalie a few episodes ago. If we're going to trade Roy, it needs to be for a top left defenseman, not a goalie. Maybe for Chikrin, Shabbat, or Sanderson from Ottawa. Go Kings go. And again, that was Mike in Carson City. Yeah, obviously the uh, the Byfield gold was was amazing. I also rewatched it uh over and over again uh and never got tired of it. Um it is interesting for people who aren't, who aren't paying attention to what's going on in Ottawa that uh Jacob Chikrin apparently is is available. Uh and you know that's a guy that uh everybody in uh, everybody in Kings Nation was saying we got to get this guy. He's going to be the savior. Well, he went to Ottawa, and they're already looking to uh, to move on from him. So uh, that might tell you something uh, as well. Uh, and we got this from Justin in Costa Mesa. He says, I think the Quentin Byfield goal was the greatest goal I have ever seen. I know it wasn't a game-winning goal. I know it wasn't in a playoff game, but I can't remember the last time a Kings goal literally brought me off my couch. I jumped up, and I screamed, and my dog was barking at me trying to figure out what I was yelling about. So where does that goal rank for you? If you have seen a better Kings goal, what was it? And that was from Justin in Costa Mesa. And I don't know how long Justin has been a Kings fan. Um, I'm going to just maybe, well, I shouldn't speculate because I don't know how old he is, but um, it's a great question. Um, I mean, when you ask me what's the greatest Kings goal, obviously I'm not really thinking in terms of the beauty of the goal necessarily. I'm thinking about game seven goals that, you know, win playoff games or maybe that Tyler Toffoli buzzer beater in Boston, but those weren't pretty goals. They were just kind of dramatic goals. So from just a pure speed skill and beauty kind of standpoint, you know, nothing is really coming to mind. Um, yeah, that's a good question. I would love to maybe get some other, fan feedback on that uh what is the the greatest see because greatest is a, is one of those words that could be interpreted in a lot of different ways maybe it would have been a better question to ask was that the most dynamic goal was that the most 
you know, gorgeous goal? Was that the most skilled goal? Something along those lines. Um, it has to be on the list, I would think. Um, you know, I can't re- remember if Ziggy Palfi ever had any crazy goals like that or some of the the skill guys. Andre Kopitar, you know, Dustin Brown, some of those guys, they were kind of straight ahead, straight line. Not saying that they didn't have good hands and skill, but, the, you know, like Byfield, as somebody had said, right, unicorn, that size, that speed, that skill, they, the Kings have never had a player like that. I don't think. I mean, they've had some big guys like a Jason Allison or a Michael Hanzus who were, you know, all over six feet or whatever, but they were, they were not fast and they didn't have uh, the speed and the skill like Quentin Byfield is. So that's a good question. I wonder if anybody could think of a, again, a more dynamic or beautiful type goal than the one that Quentin Byfield scored. Nothing is, is popping off in my mind uh, at the moment. We have more of your emails coming up next here on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Do you love making money, but also love spending money? Don't we all? Uh, Now you can make money while you spend it every time you shop with Ibotta. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. You can make make sure uh, you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 a year. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much with Ibotta. Just add your offers in the app, upload your receipts, and you get real cash that you can cash out in your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join over five, uh, five, 50, million, 50 million users that earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta and using the code LOCKEDONNHL when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use the code locked on NHL. That's Ibotta, I B O T T A, in the Google Play or App Store and use the code locked on NHL. The LA Kings face the Anaheim Ducks Saturday night. I will be there as a fan. Looking forward to that. Uh, 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. Catch every moment of the hometown broadcast of your LA Kings with Sirius XM. On the SXM app, just search LA Kings. Uh, our next email comes from Jeremiah in Hawthorne. He says, every day. Thank you, Jeremiah. He says, Byfield is playing really good hockey. I never thought he would be this good. I'm glad he's having his breakout season. Are they going to wait to sign players? And if so, who would they sign first? They need, to, uh, they need a goalie. Do you think Rob Blake has to make another hard decision to trade someone? Uh, and it's sad how they can't afford Roy. Keep up the good work and go Kings go. Well, if you're talking about uh, re-signing Quentin Byfield, uh, who's still on his rookie contract, um, Rob Blake has gone on record as saying there's going to be no signings that happen during the season. It's kind of been his style as his tenure as GM. So uh, all the contract negotiations, all those types of things uh, will not take place during the season. So don't expect any players getting extensions or anything like that while the season is going on. They don't, the Kings policy is they wait to do that generally speaking after the season, but yes, there will uh, obviously, you know, we're excited about Quentin Byfield. We're excited about the skill he's showing. We're excited about the potential he has in the future. Um, And he, you know, the more he does those kinds of things, the more dollar signs uh, he's going to see. So uh, yeah, he, he, he could be, a very special player, and the Kings at some point are obviously going to have to pay him as such if that does happen. 
Uh, Jim and Lakewood says great show with Foxy and the RV show also. Uh, also, as I have always said, I will eat my words when called for without a fight. I won't mention the two players I'm referring to, but as a hint, one is a French Canadian and the other's initials refer to a major position in a pro football game. But my question to you today is, I think, an interesting one in relation to that guy with the initials of the football nature. Do you think that it is ever feasible or possible to have him become a Kobe or a Kershaw or a Garvey of L.A., a real superstar known by every Angelino? I guess my question is more, don't you think that they, the Kings, don't know how to push a star besides the obvious one of Gretzky way back and make him a larger-than-life star, a hometown hero, a guy whose name is synonymous with the city? And the answer is yes, but more I want to know what you think they could do to break the mold. Just curious on your thoughts on this. Thanks and go Kings go. Are you really making a retraction on Pierre Dubois? I could see Quentin Byfield, but I'm surprised that you're, you're saying that you're, you're not a Pierre Dubois hater anymore. That's hard to believe. Um, well, that's, I mean, look for Quentin Byfield, you don't want to put too much on him at this point. He's just starting to, to kind of blossom and he seems like a sweet guy. I don't want to call him a kid because, you know, he's not a child, but he's still very young. Um, you know, he's he's okay in front of a camera. He can, you know, he can speak well, but he doesn't have, a, a, you know, a lot of swagger necessarily. He doesn't have a big personality. And maybe that comes with time. And if he blossoms into a legitimate superstar, I'm sure the Kings will do as much as they can to get him out there. Um, as far as things to do to make him a household name, uh, <laughs> I don't know what his uh, situation is relation relationship-wise, but if he were to date some Hollywood actress or something like that, a la what we're seeing in football with uh, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, that would certainly go a long way to getting his uh, name out there. Um, and, you know, getting him involved. I mean, Will Ferrell is a big Kings fan. Maybe he if he you know, talks Quentin Byfield into being in one of his movies, not being a star, but like a cameo or something like that. Get him out there in, in you know, uh, on some of these talk shows, you know, Jimmy Kimmel and uh, whatnot. So just things like that. But I mean, at this point, I, I think it's, it's okay to think about that kind of thing, but I don't think you also want to put too much on him right at, at this point. But if he becomes, if the skill that we saw on that goal, he scores becomes something that he can do, semi-regularly and he starts putting up the numbers and he's being talked about as one of the best players in the league, then, you know, I, as far as becoming like a Kobe, I, you got to win championships for that. So, you know, there's a lot that goes into it, but uh, I mean, the future's bright, but as far as that kind of thing goes, you know, you've got to get out there in things that are not just hockey, get out there in the community, get your face, you know, on the internet, uh, things like that. Maybe the personality comes out a little bit more as he gets older, put the, put up the numbers and the stats, but you also got to win the championships as well. So that's a lot to ask or, or to project on Quentin Byfield at this point, but I, I, I like the excitement certainly uh, surrounding him. This from John in Illinois. He says, I think Hiller's off to a great start. Some of the issues I saw with Todd for years were an unwillingness to make game adjustments, running up minutes on his go-to guys and failing to adjust the lines and rosters when things were failing. I'm happy to see that Hiller uh, has been the exact opposite so far in his tenure. This team is built on depth and having a coach who understands how to use that depth will do us well. Moving 55 off the 11 line has been a huge um, and gives a real headache to the opposition. So far, so good. Now let's let Kaliev 
uh, have a chance to get back at it. Uh, my concerns of becoming a joke franchise have mellowed. <laughs> we remember that John said the Kings were a bit of a joke franchise. Uh, this comes from Robert in Ontario. He says, a newer Kings rain fan. I've always followed LA sports, but never got into hockey. I was, a, I was at Dodger Stadium the night we won the Stanley Cup in 2014. This year, I wanted to start watching the Kings, and I became an all-in member at the rain games, and boy, has it been a year. From the road winning streak to letting go of Todd, it's been a crazy year, but in every day or since I discovered the show back in October, love what you're doing. Great work. Well, thank you, Robert. Um, and if there's anything I can ever do to help you become a better hockey fan, be you know, absolutely reach out and, and say hello. And uh, if I've helped you to learn more about the Kings and be a better fan or, or more informed fan, then that obviously makes me happy. Uh, good to have you on board and good to have you uh, as part of the, uh, the Kings family here as a new fan. Uh, finally, this from Isaac in Norwalk. He said, tough loss against uh, Nashville, but I truly believe we have a playoff team. PL is finally producing and Byfield is proving his critics wrong. I thought you might get a kick out of seeing the birthday cake my family got me, and Isaac included a photo. I won't share it with you if you're watching on the YouTube channel because it's him and his two kids, and I don't want to show you pictures of his kids. But um, Isaac, two things. The crown you're wearing, the king's crown, the cake, the cake is beautiful, by the way. The crown you're wearing is spectacular, but your dog in the background is hilarious. His dog is outside in the backyard looking through the window with his paws up, and it looks like he's posing for the picture. It is absolutely hilarious. Isaac, if you give me permission to post that on social media, I would love to share that with the rest of the Locked on LA Kings family. Uh, that's going to do it for today's show. Thank you all for participating. Appreciate all the emails. If you want to send an email for a future show, it's lockedoneddy at gmail.com. Stay interact with the show on social media, Twitter, X, Instagram. We are at Locked on LA Kings. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you for listening and watching Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. And as always, go Kings, go. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.